you're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Welcome back, guys, to the podcast. I am so glad you're here. For those of you who follow me, you know that I'm a huge believer in additional profit centers in your restaurant. Beyond just food and drink, you simply cannot have too many profit centers. Well, one of the biggest today is online ordering and delivery. So I'm super excited to introduce Mr. Sterling Douglas. He is the co-founder and CEO of a company called Chowley. We're first going to begin talking about what he calls the tech stack, okay? And that is something in your restaurant that touches all aspects of your operation. It begins with your point of sale system and that it includes online ordering, inventory management, and it also includes loyalty and affinity programs and so much more. Now, in the past, this process has been really inefficient, inaccurate, and disjointed, okay? These were all separate processes with separate software, and there was no real bridge to your point-of-sale system until now. So we're going to talk about how Chowley addresses this issue and the pain points that restaurants are having now or have had with what we call tablet hell. There are so many different online delivery platforms, and in the past, restaurants have had five or six or seven or different more tablets, and you'd have to online manually enter all these orders into the different tablets and how do you keep it all straight we're talking lost product we're talking lost profits what a mess so stay tuned and listen up because we have a solution to all this thanks for listening welcome back everyone to the restaurant rockstars podcast today we are speaking with mr sterling douglas he is the co-founder and ceo of a company called chowley welcome to the show thanks roger it's awesome to be here Sterling, I'm really glad to have you because, you know, online ordering and delivery is really, really hot right now, and it's another profit center for restaurants. So if you're running a restaurant operation out there, listeners, you got to pay attention to today's episode. So we're going to talk about, you know, the inefficiencies of the past and how a company called Chowley suddenly makes things more efficient with true integration and accuracy. All this centers around your point of sale system, so pay attention. We're going to dive deep. So, Sterling, why don't we start talking about something called the restaurant tech stack? Can you explain what that is, what that means, and why it's important to our audience? Sure. So, I think that if you look at the restaurant industry as a whole, there's going through a completely transformational period. You look at how, where the money is going. So, if you look at private equity and venture capital firms in 2018, they invested $6.5 billion into restaurant technology companies. So they are investing in new CRM companies, new loyalty companies, the third-party marketplaces that everyone talks about, delivery as a service, reservation companies. It's not just open table anymore. There's a, a bunch more. And so all of this new technology is getting thrown at restaurants. And what we're seeing and what we're hearing a lot of restaurants um, chat about and the issues they're facing is that they're having issues adopting all of that new technology because there's, there's no standard. You're restricted by your point of sale. Sometimes your point of sale only integrates with one or two kiosk companies or only has three or four online ordering companies. And so what Chally is trying to do is enable restaurants to adopt technology easier. And this is when we talk about the tech stack. So what we're trying to do is make it so that you can bring in whichever loyalty company you want, whichever kiosk company you want, 
whichever uh, third-party marketplaces, if you want all of them, if you want just one. We want to make that easier so that it doesn't matter what point of sale you have. So for us, we're looking to give uh, restaurants more choice. We're looking to give them more control so they can see everything in one place instead of typing into 18 different dashboards. And we're trying to give them more visibility into are these services actually helping your restaurants? Is it profitable? If not, we can help you find ways to do it. So this restaurant tech stack is filling all these different technologies across the spectrum and getting them working to your foundational point of sale. Now, this really touches the entire restaurant operation from end to end. So as you mentioned, we're talking about online ordering. We're also talking about inventory management systems as well as loyalty. All three of those things are critically important. So what challenges are operators facing other than too much, you know, hardware out there where, and then the fact that nothing really has integrated all seamlessly and that you're solving that problem. I mean, what other challenges are we talking about? I mean, there's a number of challenges. There's, there's things around training your staff, especially in such a high turnover business. You have to retrain them on 12 different platforms so that they know how to check their inventory, so they know how to check their sales reporting, so they know to check the third parties or make menu updates in eight different places. And so not only are you trying to manage as, as, as an owner or an operator, you're trying to manage these eight or 12 different dashboards. You're also having to train all these different people constantly on it. So by giving them a more single and unified tool, that's really going to enable them to take advantage of the technology and start having a technology actually benefit them rather than them scrambling to keep up. Yeah, in many cases, online ordering comes into, you know, well, it comes to many places in restaurants. But I know in my case, when we had uh, restaurants, we had the host counter handling all the incoming phone calls and all the orders and stuff that came through the website and all this kind of stuff. And yes, it was inefficient. And it was you know, a real challenge for them because that particular position is like the air traffic control of the entire restaurant, you know, and customers are coming in the door and you have to meet, you know, meet and greet them. You have to seat them efficiently. The phone's ringing off the hook. The orders are coming in and it's like, oh my gosh. So, you know, making all that simple is just a perfect solution. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many different host stands uh, that I've seen with six different tablets, three different phones and two different reservation systems. I mean, it's the, the tablet hell is a uh, term is, is real. Uh, it's one of my favorite things is that all of uh, my friends or people in the industry, we send each other pictures of all the different ways we see tablets mounted up on walls, stacked with charging stations. I love seeing three daisy chained extension cords that are all charging the different tablets. I mean, there's so many little things that go into it. Making sure that one of your staff members doesn't unplug a tablet to charge their phone. And all of a sudden, the tablet is turned off, and now they're missing out on orders. So there's a huge advantage in getting that into the, the, the piece of technology that's your biggest investment at your restaurant, which is your point of sale. Let's talk about data standards and best practices as well. Yeah, that, that one's been really interesting. I, I think that it's very commonplace, especially on the enterprise restaurant side, that you see CIOs coming over from retail. And one of the first things they realize when they hop into the restaurant industry is kind of this, oh, crap moment. There, there's no best practices. There's no data standardization. Um, there really aren't companies that are doing a great job on doing any data warehousing or, or providing an outlet for groups to do their own analytics or even have outside vendors do the analytics. 
So one of the things that we thought was really interesting is that by enabling restaurants to bring in uh, different third parties into the point of sale, uh, the data has to be standardized somehow, right? And Correct. So, and, and so while it's standardized in terms of the integration, you have this natural byproduct that provides this really rich data source. And that can empower restaurants to do a ton of things. And so one of the, uh, the, the pieces that we see the restaurant industry being really successful in in the next couple of years is that if we can get a more connected world and a connected industry, you can start getting more data standards and, and more best practices so that restaurants can start leveraging it like retail has been doing for years. Okay, let's ex- if you could explain a little further um, about the tech stack as a managed service versus you know selling a true platform. So, yeah, and this is something that we've run into a lot as we've started working with larger enterprise groups. Is it, originally we really started off selling to independent operators, you know, mom and pops and smaller groups, and what we found is that they have enough. Um, to to really go about uh, fixing, right? They're driving around to their three stores. They're taking phone calls from the managers every time there's an issue. And what we found is that they have enough on their plate and they don't have an IT team that, that can really help them adopt technology. Not. And, and so what we've done is kind of sectioned off, you know, our enterprise groups and, and kind of what we call our, our small medium business groups, the SMB group, and that we're going to take care of that frontline support. So if the shift manager at 11 p.m. has an issue with their point of sale or, or something goes wrong, we're going to take that call for them. If you're a 5,000 location restaurant group, you have an IT support desk or you have a, you're a desk that the restaurant can call and they can take that support. So we adjust the models and allow the teams that do have uh, an IT group that can really manage it themselves and want to manage it themselves. We want to give them that option. But at the same time, the groups that do need that, we want to make sure that support is something that we hold really important to us to make sure that we're succeeding on. So I'm hearing that you're providing a strong customer service experience, whether you're the independent operator with one location or you're literally a national chain with you know hundreds or thousands of, uh, of locations across the country, if not the world. Yeah, oh, you're dead on. We are we are merchant first. Um, the restaurants are our clients. They're the one that pay our bills, and they're the one they're the ones that we're always going to fight for. Well, I want to hear all about Chowley and what it does, and how it works, and how it integrates the online ordering with the inventory management, with the loyalty, and all these important things we talked about. But before we do, really important question, Sterling. I gotta know, like, what's your experience in the hospitality or restaurant space before you found Chowley? Like, how'd you get here? Yeah, uh, so that so I'm actually originally an actuary, uh, which is uh, someone who calculates insurance premiums. So not not the most glamorous uh, uh, of, of positions, but it was a really great way to start my career. I learned tons about data, data cleanup, uh, the, the importance of uh, of really use, leveraging the data to do different analytics on it. So that's where I started. Um, after two years, I started my first company, uh, which was a mobile ordering app for, for bars. So if you're in a crowded bar, uh, you could order drinks right on your phone, pay for them on your phone, and not have to worry about getting the bartender's attention or flagging down your server to close on tap. Uh, that business uh, did not succeed. Uh, one of the reasons it didn't was because we were trying to stick a tablet behind the bar. Right? We were trying to add to tablet health. Uh, and restaurants wanted us to integrate into the point of sale system. 
And while we were trying to do that, we saw how difficult it was. The, the market's incredibly fragmented. A ton of these services are, are legacy systems that acquired really deep technical integration. And so as the, you know, the bar app was basically winding down and, and I learned a lot of lessons on it, one of those was this problem in restaurant technology space where it was really hard to adopt new technology because it didn't integrate into the point of sale. So that's when we started up Chally. Um, Justin and I started it about three and a half years ago on uh, the premise that it was really difficult to integrate Grubhub orders into the point of sale. Um, and from there, we've, we, we've come a long ways. We're in about 3,100 locations live across the US, Canada, and Mexico. We're integrating into over 24 different point of sale systems and over 150 different third parties. We're doing about a million and a half orders a month. That's incredible. You know, the, the stats there are kind of staggering, and I'm just trying to get my arms around how you integrate with so many different pieces of technology and what it takes to actually do that on a one case by one case basis with every individual POS system. I mean, can you give us a quick explanation of how you tackle something like that? Yeah, I, I, and that's really props to, to Justin. Uh, he's really led the technical initiatives here and he's built uh, an amazing architecture that, uh, that uh, we have this platform that allows us to bring on new point of sale systems and to bring on new third parties um, with, a, with a little bit of ease. The, the most difficult part of it is really that not all point of sale systems are, are created equal. They all have different nuances, different strengths, right. different weaknesses. And so for us, the more difficult part is figuring out the workarounds so that we can provide a consistent experience um, to our restaurants and, and to our third parties. So that when we build to a third party or they build to us, it works across all of our point of sale systems. And we've done all the work on figuring out, well, tender types are really odd here. So to make it reporting so you can see the different third parties, we use a revenue center. Um, or in you know, Micros, we have to use check info lines and display delivery information or we have to do something different for a kitchen chip versus a KDS. So we've built all these workarounds. That's the part that we end up spending a lot of time on. And that's something that the way Justin has built the system has allowed it to be really flexible so that we can bring on all of these systems as quick as we have. That's great. I mean, the restaurant owner operator shouldn't really care how it works as long as it works. So let's start there. Tell us everything about what Chowley does and what the advantages are for the restaurant across those different you know, you might say different um, systems for the restaurant. And again, we're sure. talking about the online order delivery piece. We're talking about the inventory management as well as the loyalty, because those are three distinct things that are all powerful in their own way for every restaurant enterprise. Sure. So basically what Charlie is doing is we're taking orders from all the different third-party marketplaces, think about Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Postmates, a whole lot of them. And we're integrating them directly into the restaurant's point of sale system. So we're going to make sure that when someone orders a Chicago style hot dog on Grubhub, that it appears as hot dog PLU 131 that, you know, goes to this particular station and this particular kitchen prep um, and has the Chicago style modifier on it. So we'll take care of the whole menu mapping piece. And so what this allows is for the restaurant to add on as many platforms as they'd like without having to worry about tablet health, without having to be able to worry about manually entering the orders. Hopefully they do it correctly. We're gonna automate that whole process. And your inventory system, it's already working with your point of sale system. It already knows. So by leveraging those PLUs that you're using in store, it, none of your operations are going to change. It doesn't matter whether they order that hot dog from Grubhub, your mobile app, 
or whether someone called it in and was manually pressed. It's still gonna go through and work with your operations the same way it is today. No additional hardware, no additional process changes. Unbelievable. So let's go back to the online ordering. You mentioned that this is a standardized menu item that goes in, no matter how it comes in, it appears the same on the POS as that particular product with the modifiers correctly. No mistakes are made there. So the onboarding process must include, you know, you take their menu or let's go there. I mean, how do we get every single item in so that it is standardized? If it's available 10 different ways, you know, you got chicken wings, a hundred different ways, you know, that sort of thing. There's some complications there that I'd like you to clarify. Yeah, I, I, we, were, uh, we were definitely fortunate and a little lucky. Our first few clients were all pizza places. So we learned very quickly the different types of topping engines, wing engines, and all the complicated structures that exist, which was ended up being hilarious because I think our ninth or tenth client was a sushi place. And man, we rattled through that one so quick, it felt, it felt easy compared to what we were awesome. doing. Um, so we have an incredible uh, proprietary mapping tool that we've built that allows for, for menu parity. Right, so menu parity means you have two different structures. You have your structure on Grubhub, you have your structure on the point of sale system. And you don't necessarily have to have a one-to-one -one relationship there. In fact, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you want your Uber Eats menu to be optimized so that customers are ordering high-priced items or, or that they're uh, making sure that they're actually completing their order. So sometimes you want that menu to be a little simpler. You want upcharges in, in different places. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what we're going to do is allow you to optimize that menu without having to mess with your point of sale every single time you make a change. So when you go through our onboarding process, it's almost about a third of our company. They're all working on menu mapping. They're working on setting up those menus correctly. And if your menu is a little messy, that's OK. Anytime we're not sure, we're going to reach out and ask and we're going to work with you on it. So if we find 27 different PLUs or SKUs for ranch dressing, we're going to work with you to figure out which one's for your salad, which one's for your wings, which one's the side of, are they all the same, are you not using those? We're going to work with you pretty closely on that. And every single one of those people is located here in Chicago and is available on the phone. So this is a kind of, this is a really kind of white glove service. Um, that works through the onboarding process. And, and that's just part of the experience when we're bringing on new locations. We want to work closely with them. Mapping those menus is hard, um, but that's the, that's the specialty. That's what we focus on. Does each client have a specific rep that they work uh, exclusively with on the process uh, moving yeah. forward? So through the process, they'll have two main contacts. One will be the one responsible for configuring the point of sale. So this is the person that makes sure that we're connected to it, make sure that tender types are set up, or dining options, revenue centers. They're going to make sure that we get everything imported from the third parties. And then we literally have your own mapper. So our menu mappers are specialized in that this is all they do. All they do is make map menus, make changes, make updates. So you have two main contacts really going through that are specialized in those specific functions because it, it's just that difficult and that broad across. You have to learn how to configure 24 different point of sale systems. That's a big skill set to have. And that's where our configuration team does. What is the timing like? Walk us through the process where, okay, a client signs on today. How soon before they're up and running with the full suite of services? 
It depends a little bit on the point of sale system, but I'd say in general, we're going to get you live within one to two weeks. Okay. So there's a lot of things that, you know, if we're on a legacy point of sale system, if we're on a micros or a pause touch, we have to get remote in. We have to install a local agent. There's a little, a few more steps on the configuration pro- process. Um, if you're on one of the newer cloud systems, it's a little bit quicker because it's, you know, it's in the cloud. We can get provision directly from them to get everything pulled in. It also depends on how large and how complex your menu is. Like I said, a sushi place is going to be able to get mapped a bit faster than a pizza place. There's just more menu items. It's more complex. And we want to make sure that we don't rush it. Um, but in general, it's one to two weeks once we get you know everything we need, working through everyone, making sure the staff is aware of everything and, and getting them set up. You mentioned earlier that you handle or work with just about all the leading POS companies out there. But, you know, these companies are starting up virtually every day. Do you have a whole sort of department that just sort of reaches out and a new system pops up and we're going to integrate with it because you see potential of them reaching a broad audience? Or how do you select the companies that you work with? I honestly, like a lot of the things that we build, it's completely client driven. So if we have restaurants that need, you know, need us to build to a specific point of sale system, that's when we build it. We're, we're not really the ones that are, are, are taking bets on which system is going to be more successful or, or, or things like that. That's, that's not necessarily our business. Um, but when a client says, you know, hey, I've, I've, I've got this point of sale system, I really like it, can you guys integrate to it? That's when we can get it in our queue and we can start working on it. So we really let uh, the voice of our client drive what we build. That's pretty awesome. Um... Do you need to have, you know, you know, sort of like a client survey, you know, you hear from multiple different clients, oh, this is what I'm working with. Can you do that? And then you sort of pull the trigger on it. Yeah, we have, we have, a, we have a large, uh, a large Google sheet. Uh, actually, it's a Salesforce report uh, that shows all the different requested point of sale systems, uh, how many locations are involved in it, um, you know, what the urgency is. And, yeah, that's, that's a whole process for us. Okay, you mentioned earlier Micros and PosiTouch. I mean, those brands have been around for a long, long time, and they've obviously kept up with technology. And then you've got new kiosk-type POSs coming online every day. What are some of the other, you know, leading brand companies that, you know, you have a lot of clients that are using right now? Um, I I mean, we have different different client mix uh, kind of across the board. what we're seeing matches the market as well. I mean, it's no secret that toast point of sale is, is growing like crazy in the market. Um, and so we, we see a lot of clients, you know, uh, you know, signing up with it and we have a lot of mutual customers with toast. Um, and, and so I think all the same things that, that you see in the market and the different changes are, are what you see in our mutual clients as well. You still have huge client bases with Aloha and Micros and Positouch. And you're seeing new players like Toast and, and like Rebel Point of Sale and a handful of others really growing as well. Um, it's a uh, it's been fun to watch. It's been really fun to be a part of. Three and a half years ago when we started, the market was completely different. Uh, so it's cool to see which players have really taken off and you know which ones have gone through different moments in their story. When you first started the company, I think you mentioned it was about three and a half years ago. How did you first reach out to restaurants and what was your biggest marketing splash that caught their attention? Well, when we first started out, we just walked around Chicago into uh, all the restaurants that we knew were doing delivery and uh, just asked them if it was a service they'd be interested in. 
Uh, I mean, the first client that we ever saw this in was uh, there's a local Jets pizza uh, here in Chicago. And they had uh, had Grubhub and Postmates uh, at their restaurant. And they were hiring two to four DePaul University students to come in during peak hours and manually type in all of the orders that were coming through from the platform. And uh, they were the, you know, uh, Scott Gregerson, um, who, who was involved in that was the uh, the first one to really say like, oh yeah, if you guys could come up with a solution, that would be huge for us. But yeah, I mean, we really first started on cold walk-in. That's, that was really the beginning. Uh, we've had a lot of success at different uh, trade shows as well. We always go to the International Pizza Expo in Vegas. Uh, we've, we've done a lot of the different uh, Winsight-based conference like FS Tech and Restaurant Leadership. Um, those have been great for us. Uh, we only recently started doing social social media marketing and, and some SEO-based types, uh, really only in the last six to 12 months. And, and that's been a great, uh, great kind of inbound like lead generation for us. Uh, so a lot of the normal channels, but in the beginnings, you know, it was just cold walk-ins and cold calls. Let's dive into inventory management, if you don't mind, a little bit, because yes, there is software right now that handles the process, but I've always been sort of curious about the accuracy of that and how you, I mean, it seems easy for me um, to understand how full cases are recognized, but when you've got a case of lemons, perhaps, does it go by weight? Does it go by volume when it's half empty or a quarter empty? And there's 35 lemons in a case that normally has 200 lemons in it. It's like yeah. how accurately. And then you've got prepared products like sauces and the value of, you know, dressings and all these things in five gallon vats all over the walk-in. It's like, how do you, you know, tell me. This has been so much fun for, for me to learn about. I mean, I've, I've never run a restaurant before. And so I rely heavily on, on our experiences with our clients to really to teach me about these things. Um, so, you know, I, I come from a much a technology and a data background, so that's right. what I know, but I have so much fun learning, um, from, from people in the industry and in our clients. I, I love sitting down with them and talking about, uh, less about the technology problems and, and more about what, what you're talking about on the inventory side. I just learned the other day, uh, you know, the different ways that inventory accounts for, for chicken wings and, and chickens. And there's a, a seven seven heads or seven pieces of a chicken and then sometimes it's six and, and sometimes there's a different weight and it's interesting to hear the struggles that really large groups like buffalo wild wings would have but then you run into smaller groups that have the exact same issue and so we, i think it's great and this is why i love the the trade shows and the conferences so much because you get to hear from them and, and then i get to learn like catering is another subject where i have learned a ton about in, in the last few months um, as we're getting more involved in this restaurant tech stack, you know, we're learning too. You know, I talked about clients guiding what we build. Uh, they do that by guiding what we know and we're learning from them every single day. So now the inventory one, I, I don't know if they're, I think you're right. I, I don't know if there's a silver bullet for it, but we're seeing progress being made every single year, every single show and, and how technology can help enable it. And prices that you know, customers are paying for their food products are constantly going up and down and fluctuating. So on a weekly or a monthly basis, it's always got to be in real time to make sure that the accuracy, the value is there. So that's another challenge. How about loyalty? Tell us on a loyalty standpoint, you know, what are some of the programs that really work well for, you know, your clients and loyalty and how Charlie helps them, you know, make the most of that? 
So on the loyalty side, you're going to see, uh, I think, a little bit of a newer, a little bit of a newer industry, uh, specifically on the restaurant side. So what what I mean by that is, I think the loyalty groups are still playing a little bit of catch up into what we're seeing in other industries. Um, but you're seeing them catch up and having amazing effects on the restaurant. Whether you're leveraging uh, menu data or payment processing data, you're seeing the, you know groups like Thanks, for example, um, who's really come up, have these automated uh, targeting programs, stuff that works a little bit more out of the box. You know, rather than something that's more database, you have to have a person really manage it, pull out a report, uh, manually filter it, enter it back. And so I think what you're seeing a lot of progress is more automated tools around the loyalty side so that restaurants can have more consistent feedback with their customers and just more sophisticated targeting for their customers. Um, So they can tell the the difference between a customer who comes every 30 days and one who used to come um, at a certain frequency but hasn't been back in 90 days. Um, So there's all these additional features that are coming out right now, and I'm so excited to see restaurants really adopt them so that they can start, uh, you know, again, Start adopting technology that their customers want to need so that they can do better without having to have their own IT team really run it. Sure. And data mining is so important right now to find out all the stats on who your customers are. And like you said, how often they come in and what their spend is. And then you can directly market to these people with, you know, special promotions or just thank yous or whatever it is just to make these people feel like they're, you know, special customers. Cool. Yeah, Absolutely. What else are we uh, missing that we haven't? We, we started off talking about the all-important tech stack, and then we talked about what Charlie does, its advantages, you know, where you really specialize. We talked about onboarding and, you know, how simple it is and the complete menu mapping process where your entire menu, no matter how complex it is, is a snap, and there it goes. You know, it's right into the POS. Have we missed anything that you want to tell us about, Sterling? No, I, I think in general... What, what we're really pushing for and why I love talking about the restaurant tech stack so much is that restaurants have to adopt technology. And right now, it's just so difficult for them to do without having dedicated teams. And the whole premise uh, of Charlie is to simplify technology for restaurants. Domino's Pizza employs over 400 developers, 400 to be able to have some of like the best technology to be really efficient in delivery and do all these things. Half, half three quarters of the restaurant industry is not gonna be able to do that. So how do we help level the playing field? And what we're doing is we're enabling restaurants to do better on their direct channels, to make delivery more efficient, to better contact and reach their customers, to increase their sales, to increase profitability, not just increase top line revenue, which everyone talks about, but to make sure that it's actually profitable. Um, those are all the things that that we're really passionate about, and the things that we're really working towards. I just think it is uh, it's a, it's a gift that we've timed the market so well because it's 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 ready. Restaurants are ready to adopt technology. They're just looking for a little help. Absolutely. You know, there is a certain intimidation if you're not really comfortable with tech and that you've been doing things the same old way for, you know, years and years and years and years. And then all of a sudden you're bombarded with all these different tech solutions. You don't know where to begin. Plus, you're still trying to run your restaurant. So you've given us a real comfort level about how easy the process is. 
but also how easy it is to understand once you've got this new technology in your restaurant and what it can really do. So I think that's um, excellent in how you presented that. And uh, I definitely see some benefits here. So I really appreciate that. Why don't you tell us how um, the audience can find you, whether it's social media and also, you know, just your website so they can go check it out. Yeah. I mean, the website's easy. It's chowly.com, C-H-O-W-L-Y.com. It's uh, basically every page in there has a has a call me button or a form you can fill out to get in contact with uh, uh, with, with us. Uh, we have a sales team here who the second you reach out, they're going to respond. So as soon as you send in a form, we're going to give you a call within a few minutes um, because you know we want to be able to help quick and we want to be a good first impression. When you're at a restaurant, you want your server or your hostess to serve you quickly, right? So we want to make sure that we're returning that favor when we're working with our restaurants. So our website, chally.com is a great place. We're also on all the big social medias, um, you know, whether that's going to be, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, or Facebook as well. And we're easy to contact there too. How about your pricing model? Is it a monthly and an annual option or how does that work? Sure. So uh, all of our, all of our plans are monthly plans, right? And that's, that's going to include maintaining your menus, adding on all the different platforms and doing as many orders as you need. Fantastic. Again, seamless. Sterling, it's been a real pleasure having you on the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. We'll talk to you again. That was the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. Guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this episode, guys. You know, I'm famous for saying this is the business of a thousand details, and it really is one of the most challenging businesses that I've ever been involved in. And there are so many pain points and so many balls in the air. Well, if this sounds like you, no matter how well you're running your restaurant, there's always room for improvement, right? And maybe there's some things that you just wish that you could dial in, you know, and systemize in your restaurant. Well, we have something called the Restaurant Rockstars Academy. You got to check it out at restaurantrockstars.com. We have multiple levels of membership depending on what your pain points are. Our first level, which is the silver level of membership, is all about a financial control system in order to cut costs and maximize profits. We teach you inventory, food, beverage, and labor costs, you know, net profit and break even and how to cost out a menu for maximum profit and so much. You know, even if you hate the numbers, we make it so easy for you in a complete turnkey system. Our gold level of membership is all about service and sales staff training. Whether you have a full-serve restaurant or a quick-serve operation, we teach you how to deliver amazing guest service experiences and teach your people how to sell because service and sales are the lifeblood of your business. Finally, our platinum level membership is all about how to open your first restaurant or even if you're a veteran operator, how to maximize profits and success in that operation. It includes everything I've learned in 25 years of running super profitable and successful restaurants. It includes all logistics to open the doors for the very first time, and then the complete financial system, the staff training system, what I call marketing firepower, and finally the efficiencies and where you can find that across your operations. So again, three levels of membership. It's called the Restaurant Rockstars Academy. Check it out only at restaurantrockstars.com. 
And if you need a personal coach or an expert in your corner to walk you through all this stuff, I work via Zoom and email and phone calls, and I will walk with you every single step of the way each week, and we will put these systems in place in your restaurant. Every quarter, I have a limited number of coaching opportunities available. So if this sounds like something that would work for you, why don't you reach out to me? R-O-G-E-R at restaurantrockstars.com. I offer a free 30-minute call to talk about the pain points in your restaurant. And don't worry, no obligation because I love talking shop with operators. So reach out to me, roger at restaurantrockstars.com. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on iTunes. We'd certainly appreciate that. And we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.